0: Beginning Odd Dad Out Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Day 28 of National Podcast Post Month here on the Odd Dad Out Podcast where we are almost to the end of 30 days of podcasting. Wow. Holy crap, that's a thing. I've actually managed to get this for 28 days, holy crap. And today, as if you haven't already seen by the title, I have another review for you. Because today, I don't know what compelled me to... Okay, I do. I've seen a lot of reviews, I've seen a lot of, of people, comment of commentary and and kind of some of the culture war fighting over this show and i've seen some clips of it on on youtube and on tiktok and stuff i'm talking about the new adams family series on netflix wednesday starring jenna ortega as wednesday adams and you know what not that I had any... I didn't really have any doubts about Jenna Ortega as as Wednesday. I did, from the jump, have my doubts about Luis Guzman as Gomez. Not because he's Hispanic, although the justifications people had for it were stupid. Every person that was out there like, his name is Gomez, he's obviously Hispanic. No, he's fucking Spanish, and it was stated... In the original, that Gomez was Spanish, not Mexican. And you can be Hispanic and not Latino. They were Hispanic, not Latino. Nevertheless, my issue was not with Luis Guzman for being Mexican. My issue was Luis Guzman because he's not a good actor. Period. Period. Luis Guzman is a good comedian. He's a good stand-up comic. He's a good comic actor in the movies that he is in as a supporting, wise-ass, smart-ass comedian. He is not a good actor. Period. And that was my beef. That was why I did not like him for Gomez. You could have put so many... There are so many better Mexican comedians you could have put in there if you wanted to have a Mexican Gomez. He not the one. Nevertheless, uh, that was my biggest beef casting wise. I didn't like him for Gomez because he's a shitty actor. Catherine Zeta-Jones has been phoning it in for years. I didn't see the point. She's they put her, in, they cast her because. She's tall and pale and has dark hair. That's it. They cast her for the look. And I'm sorry, you could have found somebody better. That was that was stunt casting. Like, hey, look who we got to play Morticia. We got Catherine Zeta-Jones. They, she's a bigger name. That's all. They wanted an A-list name. So, review time. As much as it sounds like, I don't. I actually really liked the show. Um, again, Jenna Ortega. She has the look. She has... My one critique as far as her playing Wednesday. She smiles too much. Just in the most general way. Um, There are way too many instances in the show where Wednesday genuinely smiles and not the psychotic Wednesday smile because she's inflicting pain on something or doing something really crazy. Like she's happy as much as she'll say she's never happy. There are moments where she's obviously enjoying herself doing something and, and having a, a warm and fuzzy moment or whatever where she's smiling even a little bit. And there's too many of those moments. I think it's just on Wednesday of her to smile as much as she does throughout the series. Other than that, she did a great job. She's really good at being, Primarily deadpan most of the time. Um, Very lifeless. Other than those moments where she's uncharacteristically smiling. Yeah, that's a weird word. Um, She's really good at having that Wednesday being a clinical sociopath. And anybody going back and like, she's not a psychopath. Wednesday is actually clinically a sociopath. She doesn't like to say she has no fucks to give. That's like clinically, um, and that is very well represented in this show as a character. She does a great job. The writing, as far as Wednesday goes, is excellent. Um, Fred Armisen showing up as Fester. My only beef with him as Fester is maybe he's not fat enough to as Fester, he's a bit tall and a little he's just husky he's not but he does a good job and almost immediately that little critique of eh he's not really my size of fester because fester has typically been short and fat even christopher lloyd with the cast he had they were all relatively tall so he looked pretty short comparatively with everybody else he and he was short and fat Fester. Fester's always been short and fat. Fred Armisen is substantially taller. It's also a point that my wife and I noticed watching this. Jenna Ortega is fucking tiny. She is tea tiny God, she, she can't be five feet tall. And she is surrounded by gargantuan. Every single actor in this show, other than the kid who plays Pugsley, has got to have a foot and a half on her. Especially the principal weebs this woman has got to be six and a half feet tall she, like she must have been in the running for uh, Lady Maxine Mistress Maxine in the Harry Potter movies you know the giant woman <laughs> because she, holy shit this woman is tall and then you put her next to five foot nothing Jenna Ortega and she just towers so it's Not a critique of the show, just a very glaring observation like, holy shit, this woman's tall. But again, so if you haven't watched the show, it essentially revolves around Wednesday got kicked out of regular school. She was actually going to Nancy Reagan High School, of all things. 15-year-old Wednesday at Nancy Reagan High School gets uh, expelled for setting piranhas on the swim team because they were bullying Pugsley. Um, in and around this time, you discover that Wednesday has been having psychic visions of the future or whatnot, which is how she knew it was the swim team that were bullying Pugsley and whatnot. Psychic visions coming into play later. So she gets sent away to go to Nevermore Academy, which was... Gomez and Morticia's alma mater, this is where they met, this is where they fell in love, this is where their whole relationship started, and it is a school for, as they put them, outcasts, whereas the outcasts, the major cliques in the school, are made up of werewolves and vampires and sirens and gorgons, and, you know, various other, you know, monsters and creatures and witches and and telepaths and whatever. Technically speaking, by Nevermore standards, Wednesday is boring. She's just kind of a goth girl, and she's a bitch. And that is probably the, like, when you, again, I've mentioned, she is clinically a sociopath. And if you look at anything, any representation of, of Wednesday, she's a clinical sociopath. In this, if you, she's she's a bitch, really. Wednesday is a manipulative bitch by merit of being a sociopath. And all these new students that are, for all intents and purposes, weirder than her, her roommate is a werewolf who has trouble wolfing out. She's like, you know, on the verge of getting banished from her family pack because she can't fully wolf out and, you know, transform. Um, but she is just a ball of sunshine and rainbows. It's like, if there was a Lisa Frank werewolf, this is Enid. This is her roommate Enid. So you put black and white gloomy Wednesday Adams with Lisa Frank werewolf Enid. And it works. It does. Um, there's the artist kid who, uh, Xavier, who's who gets visions and he... And he draws his visions because he's a great artist. You get the kid, the barista kid at the the coffee shop in town, who has a thing for Wednesday, who's the sheriff's son. You get the bully kids who are trying to reform themselves, and then the other bully kids who are just dickheads. You get the queen bee chick who's a siren. There's but there's sirens and werewolves and all the thing and all the people, and again, giant ass woman. Uh, headmaster, principal, check. Uh, of course, there's the hard-nosed sheriff who's got a thing, who's got ven- uh, was it a an axe to grind with the Adams family because of something that happened back when they were in school, and you know, it's like, oh, you're an Adams. It was like, oh, Gomez Adams, your father's a murderer, and this is a whole kind of B plot that's going on is that the sheriff's constantly wanting to bust Gomez and hates Wednesday because she's an Adams and all this stuff. Uh, But meanwhile, there is literally a monster in the woods around the school murdering people. And you don't get a good look at it for a while. And once you get a good look at it, the best thing I can use to describe this monster is if Professor Lupin, the werewolf from Harry Potter, like that werewolf, had Beetlejuice's face. Like the snake beetle juice. Yeah. So if you put the snake beetle juice face with some different hair on that werewolf. That's what this thing, this monster looks like. And it's weird looking. And you actually get a good, a lot of looks at it. You'd think that they would hide the monster more. They only hide the monster for a few episodes. But through the course of events, Wednesday's visions, stuff going on. Wednesday becomes determined to discover what is this monster, what's killing people around the school, because of course when you got a school full of monsters and the nearby town knows all the school of monsters and all this stuff, it's like Scooby-Doo in the ghoul school where everyone just acknowledges there's a school of monsters there so that's kind of what's going on and you know, the mayor's you know, in on it the mayor knows what's going on they work together, kind of stuff There's partnership between the school and town because the school actually is the big breadwinner for the town, not the theme park. Because Pilgrim World is a really boring ass idea for a theme park. I can't say much. We actually have a Pioneer Village here in Phoenix that we usually you go to around third grade for field trips. I enjoyed it, but it seems. But you know, a shootout at high noon is a lot more entertaining than selling fudge at Pilgrim World. Anyway, um. But yeah, so there's apparently a a prophecy that Wednesday is supposed to destroy the school and there's a monster running around killing people and somebody's trying to, and and all this stuff and Wednesday's trying to figure shit out. Meanwhile, she's trying to escape because she doesn't want to be there, but oh, I've got to solve the mystery of the monster. What the fuck's going on? And there's this prophecy that I'm going to destroy the school. What the fuck is going on? So there's a lot of that. But not to spoil anything, anything more than like any major anything, but you know, eventually you discover who the monster is. Eventually you discover all of the, everything that's going on. You learn more about Gomez and Morticia's lives at, uh, at the school when they were kids, because of course you have to, because there's, if Wednesday is away from the house at school, there's no reason for them to be in the show other than in flashback form or parents day. That's it. Gomez and Morticia are in like two episodes. That's it. And in those two episodes, they suck royally. 100% the worst part of this show are Gomez and Morticia. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones and Louis Guzman cannot, by any stretch of the imagination, play Gomez and Morticia for shit. They both suck in their roles. I'm sorry, Catherine Zeta-Jones isn't that good of an actor. She's just pretty. I'm never going to accuse her of being a good actor. She's been in some good movies, but none of that was on the strength of her acting. It was somebody else, and she's the pretty sidekick. She's eye candy. And I don't want to sound ageist, but at her age and the way they made her up, they made her look bad. They made her look old. Morticia should be porcelain. They made her look old. They made him look old. Granted, they are both up there in years. They did not do them. They did them dirty. They look horrible. But they have zero chemistry. They just seemed pervy. They they, they leaned completely into that Gomez and Morticia can't keep their hands off each other. That is the one note. They went with the oh, Gomez and Morticia are always making out. They're always like seconds away from having sex. The problem with that is. That was one element of their relationship. the whole other the whole reason for that is because they loved each other so strongly that they would do they would never spend a second away from each other and that they would do anything and everything for each other and they just had that you know and then the you know completely unrestricted sexual tension they always had, but the, they also had personalities. Gomez was incredibly eccentric and really ex- excitable and high energy and just always going, going, going. Even the animated versions that are looking, whereas casting Luis Guzman in this role was to play to that look. That the comic look and the animated look of the short, fat, wonky-haired, pencil mustache Gomez, as opposed to the traditional... TV film version of Gomez. But yes, he looks more like the, the cartoon animated original comic strip versions. That's it. Because as far as the character development goes, this is the shittiest Gomez ever put to film. And I mean that fully. There was nothing about Gomez that he did other than wanting to make out with his wife. That's it. They gave them no other elements of the characters. They, there was nothing. They they had nothing. That was not them playing Gomez and Morticia. That was them cosplaying Gomez and Morticia. They put him in the suit. They put her in the dress. They said, hey, you guys make out a lot. And it's awkward for Wednesday. That is not an, the awkwardness is not an element of, like, no, this is just normal for them. Their undying love and affection is just commonplace for them. But also, Morticia never played into it. She would keep him roped in when it was socially acceptable. I was like, hey, okay, I'll, I'll you know, allow some affection right now, but we're going to save the big stuff for later, not that we're going to be openly making out in the car on the way to school. No, that's bullshit. That is not part of the characters. That The only thing they gave them... As Gomez and Morticia is, you guys are going to just be humping like, like horny teenagers and that's it. They both were just ultimately really, really shitty representations of Gomez and Morticia. Those were not Gomez and Morticia. They were cosplaying. It was shit. They do not belong in the show at all. The kid who played Pugsley did a better job as Pugsley with next to no screen time than they did. Uncle Fester. Great Uncle Fester. Again, not necessarily would have been my pick, but once he started going, the way he played it, absolutely 100% perfect. He had some good dramatic moments. He had some good comic moments. Everything about Fester was right. I will say I don't understand why they made Thing look more like he was a Frankenstein hand with stitches, like he'd lost a finger or, or so every now and then and been stitched back together. But I can understand... When Thing as a character is so unusual and so unexplained. Like, it leads at least to an idea that, okay, maybe Thing is like a reanimated hand. We're not going to ask questions about how does he see, how does he hear, how does he anything else. But, okay, maybe he's more like a Frankenstein type project Thing. We don't know a lot about the Thing, but fine, Thing. But Thing is vitally important. Thing is great the whole time. The way everybody, especially Enid, the way everybody interacts with Thing is great. I lost count of how many times Thing just is flipping people off because they're being dicks. There's one point where we're like, seriously, now he's getting into a fight with Fester? And he doesn't flip him off? i like, seriously, you were flipping kids off in the last scene. Why the fuck are you not going to flip off Fester? He was being a dick to you just now. But Thing is great. Fester is great. Wednesday is great. All of the side characters play their parts excellently. The story works. Some things, and I I will give it to them. They absolutely throw a bunch of of things in your way that make you think that oh, this is the bad guy. That's them. See? Because this right there. And the more you think about it, the more you're like, this is too on the nose. There's no way it's going to be like that. And there's a a couple of things, we kind of, by the end, we called it. But we seriously called it because every single person we thought was going to be the bad guy was not the bad guy. <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, it's totally going to be them. Oh shit, never mind. <laughs> so, we were running out of, of suspects to accuse by the time we called it. But, you know, that that happens when you're doing with a mystery thing. But anyway, I've gone on way longer than I planned to. Wednesday, on Netflix... Excellent show. Get rid of Gomez and Morticia. Or teach them how to act. Tell them to watch a fucking movie. Watch the cartoons. Watch the Get better actors. That's it. Get better actors for Gomez and Morticia if you're going to give them any kind of a role in, these, in this series going forward. I look forward to... I'd give it four seasons. Like Sabrina. This is the new Sabrina. Some people are saying, oh, it's going to be the next Stranger Things. Nah, I... I'd put it more in the realm of Sabrina. It's a niche thing. Not everybody was into Adam's family. Not everybody was into goth Sabrina. Um, it's got a market. I think this, I, I'd give him four seasons with, with Wednesday, find a better Gomez and Morticia. That's, that's what I got to say. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Wednesday on Netflix, four stars. Give them four stars. Gomez and Morticia really dragged it down. Uh, Too much smiling. Excellent music. Excellent. The rest of the cast, everybody did great. Good emotional stuff. Really got emotional. No bullshit. But until next time, watch the show. I'll see you tomorrow.